Hi friend, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks for asking. Here I am welcoming you into episode 12 of The Safe Place. And this week uh, we're going to talk about the Talapair's Tales. I know, you're wondering what that is, aren't you? Well, you're going to have to listen in to find out more. I'm going to be talking to you myself in a solo episode this week and hopefully you'll find this uh, an interesting tale and hey you never know it could even change the way you think it could even change your life we'll see hey but for now as always, hunker down, get comfortable, as I welcome you in to the safe place. It was 12.58 on a Halloween night, almost upon which hour. That was the time what some would say a monster arrived and this monster was in the form of this baby this newborn arriving into the world but you see much like Halloween this newborn was different. He was abnormal, some would say, monstrous, others. You see, this young, newly born had a condition, let's call it, which is called Talapes. And if you haven't yet guessed, this little cherub, this beautiful little boy, this wonderful, magnificent, <laughs> abnormal and different little boy was me. Born on Halloween night. Some would say that it was a miraculous event. Others might say that uh, it was something out of the horror movies. <laughs> but I was born different. And I was born with something which is called um, bilateral, which means both feet, in this case, talapaz. Coinovirus. This is also known and perhaps more commonly known as club feet or club foot, which is essentially what you will see with children that are born with this is some degree of um, rotation uh, with their feet, which actually is the 
the lower limbs um, being twisted and that can go right through to the the feet and the equinovirus form is usually kind of almost dolphin-like, fin-like feet. Mine was not great. And if you haven't guessed, I am probably underselling that. It was pretty, ba pretty bad. And by pretty bad, I mean it was bad, really bad. There are lots of great treatments now, um, but the main one is the Pinsetti method, um, which is basically a fairly long-winded, but in a good way, um, a fairly long-winded set of casting on little tiny baby's feet and gradually depending on how bad it is gradually that is um corrective so you you end up with well, to be honest pretty pretty normal feet um that was attempted on on me and there's boots and stuff that that they use for it as well but by the point of about four months, I think it was three months actually old, it wasn't really working. So I ended up having surgery at four months old, which was a lot. <laughs> Not for me, because you know, I was four months old. <laughs> I've got no memory of this. But as a as a parent myself. I cannot imagine how difficult that was for my mom and dad. Um, not only having their four-month-old having to go in for what was a pretty, pretty big surgery. You know, I've got fairly, fairly big cigar, um, cigars, fairly big scars <laughs> on my on both my ankles. So both my feet were operated on um, and they did uh, releases of different tendons and and realignments and all sorts of things um, and that allowed my feet to be then conditioned into a more um, a more normal pattern and I still had to have the boots and all the you know, really cool things that I am sure I looked really super trendy with. <laughs> and yeah, that was all reasonably okay. The next, the next kind of big memory I've got is that I was on TV. Uh, I'm famous. Jokes. Now I was on TV um, because I was on Wheel of Fortune and I was on Wheel of Fortune because I was wearing a Dennis the Menace, if I remember, uh, jumper that I think my gran had knitted me whilst I was playing on a um, a slide, a kind of climbing th frame thing, uh, which they had recorded at 
the hospital that I'd gone back to, um, because obviously checkups, you know, for any of you that have been through any form of surgery, you'll understand that. For those of you that haven't, um, you know, logic, been through surgery, particularly when you're properly little, you're going to need to have some checkups um, as you go to see what's going on, see if things are working, uh, and not not even just working, but working well. And I was on TV. I know. So you are listening to someone that is is uh, about as famous as you're going to get, really. I mean, Wheel of Fortune people, come on. <laughs> no, so I, that, that was um, when I was certainly under four. Um, and just one of those things. And then as I kind of went through my childhood... I slowly but surely got into lots of different sports and you know, my mum and dad um, very much very much kind of treated it as just I guess almost stoically in the sense that it was something that I had but it wasn't something that defined me. And what that has meant for me is that I've always, always kind of considered myself as normal. I've always kind of just gone on with things. Like, you know, I mean, if you ask me, was it sore? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I have a of one of the few memories I've got of when I was younger, kind of a bit of difficulty remembering things. But one of the few memories that I have is of my gran and I um, at this annual family holiday that we went to. And it was, yeah, it's up north, it was in Scotland. So when I say the beach, this is not the kind of Mauritius, beautiful beaches that you might think of, albeit a lovely beach in itself. This was yeah, the North Sea, <laughs> um, but, you know, a nice enough place, and it was with family and all that sort of stuff, so it was lovely in that sense. But being on sand, um, being on the beach, was always really painful for me. Because my ankles just couldn't take it. Some, you know, my my makeup of my lower limbs is just not the same as most of the people that will be listening to this. Unless you've got the same condition as me. And even if you do, as you'll know, we still won't be the same. Because, well, everybody that has it is different. <laughs> so everyone that has it well they might be treated differently they might some things might be more successful or less successful you might have scarring you might not you might have all the the knock-on impact of that you might not you might have had um you might have had it come back which i kind of kind of did um 
or at least there was questions about it when I was 10. Because um, I was getting a lot of pain. But that time on the beach, the thing that I remember most about that was that my ankles were bad. But it meant that I had more time with Gran. So Gran and I would tend to walk together because she was she was old enough to be um, not necessarily wanting to be running around and all that sort of stuff. Um, and she gave me her brolly and I used that as a um, makeshift walking stick. And we just got on with it. And really what that has created, in me at least, is <laughs> I might be a little bit stubborn. <laughs> and by a little bit, I mean that um, I am very stubborn. Uh, to put this into context, I was told by a doctor when I was younger that I might well be in a wheelchair. Well, actually, probably would be in a wheelchair by the time that I'm 30. That wasn't something that I wanted to hear. And I had a couple of choices at that point. One was... I just accept that and go down that path. So um, almost the way that I looked at it, and this is not to say that the way I looked at it was the best way of looking at it, but I could give in to the pain. So that was one option. The other option was, and if you've got little ones around you, cover their ears, but a big fuck you to that doctor. And just to go and enjoy, despite the pain, despite the higher amount of injuries that I would inevitably get, Well, none of that, none of that mattered, and I would just get on with it. And that's the route that I chose. I played rugby, I played basketball, tennis, cricket, um, played football or soccer for those of you not in the UK. Played American football, um, badly. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and loads of other things that I've probably forgotten, and all of which I probably shouldn't have been able to do because, you know, my ankles are knackered. But I just never, that never crossed my mind. That never entered the equation that I wouldn't be able to do something that others could. And 
that's when I, when I say that I'm stubborn, that's what I mean. It's that that grit, that drive, that um, that power that I've been really fortunate to have. That I might not have had. So despite the pain, despite not being as quick or not being able to jump as high or not being able to avoid injuries as much or not recovering as quickly, despite all those things, despite having knee surgery when I was 15, in fact, maybe even younger than that, despite all of those things, I carried on. And it's the same with lifting weights as I got older. Like, I shouldn't be able to squat. Some would argue <laughs> that I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. And I just do it in my own way. I shouldn't be able to deadlift. And I had a pretty decent deadlift. Now, full disclosure, I am talking to you now as someone that is having to use or needing to use crutches to get around. And obviously that means that I'm not currently doing a load of squatting and deadlifting and all that sort of stuff. But I have been able to do that over the years. I mean, I've had arthritis in my right ankle since I was 20, I don't know, 20-something. A good 10 years anyway. <laughs> I shouldn't have been walking, let alone running and lifting weights. But I am, I do, or I have done. And that's just, that is a mentality thing however the one thing that I've never been able to think of myself as or come to terms with perhaps and even now sat here talking about it even now I struggle as you might be able to tell to kind of say it but I meet the criteria if I put it this way of having a disability I don't know why I find that so difficult and maybe, maybe it's maybe it is simply that I was always brought up to be able to do, to focus on the things that I was able to to achieve and to, to get on with and you know, despite all all of the the pain and the injuries and all that sort of stuff over the years still played all the sports that I wanted to play so maybe it's that 
I certainly don't think it's me thinking that being disabled is bad because frankly it's not it might not be the easiest of lives because let's be honest society is pretty shit at it sorry should have covered the ears again there um we're not exactly the most accepting of people with different needs let's say are So yeah, I, I I don't entirely know why why I find it so difficult. It might just be. In fact, it is, isn't it? It is because the image that I have of myself does not align to my current experiences. So I don't think of myself as being unable to do things that's not the the mental image that I have of myself so when I think of myself as being a dad I think of myself being able to run around teach my son how to play hopefully rugby but probably football let's be honest Um, tennis and all these different sports be able to just play but the reality is that I can't particularly not at the moment and I think when you've got those things those two things almost combating against each other it's very difficult to shift that mindset within yourself and you might be going through something yourself at the moment where you've got an image of who you think you should be and who perhaps you are or who you think even worse in my opinion but who you th- who you think others think you should be and how you see yourself if these things don't align it often creates a a loss of sense of self and if you aren't able to connect these different images then these different minds eyes you kind of You're putting yourself in a position where leave that too long you're kind of asking for trouble when I say trouble you are putting yourself in a position where you are increasing the chances of having illnesses um from a mental health perspective and I can I can understand that but also aligning that sense of self 
to that image that you've got of actually who you currently are and who you think you should currently be. It's also very freeing. So if you're able, if if you're able to, which just to be clear, you are able to. If you're able to align those two images together, it allows you to be more complete. It allows you to be more forgiving of yourself. It allows you to accept and move on. But it also gives you a platform to grow. A platform that is not a burning platform. But it is a platform to leap into whatever the hell you want to. And that's pretty awesome. And that kind of brings me on to my my second thought. If you're trying to change, or if you're trying to change something, change behaviour in particular, you might automatically go to the burning platform. And for those of you that aren't familiar with this, there is a a method use that in its um, weakest <laughs> term um, but there is this method to get people to do things and get things done quickly uh, which is the burning platform so essentially you put someone on a platform and it's a wooden platform up in the air set it alight there is a finite amount of time in which that that person has any choice about what they can do so they could create something new to to go on to to save themselves but it's finite because wooden fire as you know they don't mix that well so if you did nothing, well, you'd have nothing to stand on and you would plummet to your death. <laughs> and I laugh because it's it's not my favourite <laughs> method. Um, I am more of the view that if you are trying to affect change and if you're trying to grow is, uh, within yourself, actually, you've got another option, which is through kindness and compassion and empathy and understanding and it's essentially applying growth and the kind of growth mindset to it in that rather than burning that platform down so that somebody has to do something well okay that might get one thing done 
but it's not going to get the person that's had to go through that experience to buy into what you're trying to achieve. So rather than doing it in the fear um, method, which is the burning platform, trying to drive change through fear, how about you drive it through hope? How about you create something that people want to be part of? It might not be as instantaneous. It might not be as quick. It might not be as easy as terrifying somebody into doing something. But your overall outcome is going to be significantly better. And I mean significantly better. Because if you're bringing people up, bringing people with you, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? <laughs> if you're going to terrify somebody, or if you're going to, if you have two people and one's terrified, they might well do, do what you want them to do, but that's all they do. Whereas if you've got someone that is actually bought into it, they'll do what they need to do. And they'll also think about ways of improving, well, everything. So be the hope. Be the inspiration. Be the person that makes life better for others, that makes life easier for others if you see someone that is less able than you think about the challenges that that person might face think about how those can be overcome how you can create inclusivity and just be better just be better Thank you, as always, for all the shares, all the likes, all the ratings. Um, all of this just helps create a bigger and bigger safe place. If you are able to share this episode, rate this episode, and if you can, rate it five stars, that would be amazing um you can now do that across spotify and amazon and um, apple stores and podcast sites you can also do that on the anchor site which is the um the platform that i use and if you can do that that'd be amazing and of course as always uh look forward to chatting with you over on instagram and you've got two places now. I'm so generous. <laughs> but you can find me at uh, I am Gavin Clark, and that's Clark with an E. And you can also find the safe place at the safe place official. That's the the underscore safe underscore place official. Um, just yeah, gotta be different. But for now. 
as always, I send you away with love, with compassion and with kindness. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you next week.